you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Anyway, so let's do the intro here. So this is uh, yeah, Cigar Noise uh, Boys podcast here. We uh, don't have Dom this week. He is a piece of shit, and uh, um, he's doing summer school, and I guess he's too busy, but that's fine. We have uh, Michael from Small Batch, a.k.a. Reginald, and then we have my good friend Zach. He's a... Uh, Caldwell, uh, La Barba, uh, Lost and Found rep in the Midwest, even though he's located right now in the Southwest. Hola. <laughs> wow, you described me as one of your good friends. I'm so honored. You are a good friend. Um, I'm, smoking, I'm smoking something you gave me, uh, Savage's Toro. Oh, perfect. I love that cigar. I it am was... smoking. I unfortunately just debanded it, but uh, I'm smoking just an Eastern Standard Toro for myself. Okay, the good, good Fuente 2014 Don Carlos. Oh, fancy. Very fancy. I stole it from one of the guys here at the lounge because I demanded free cigars. <laughs> so, um, I had a dilemma today. I saw that Black Label Trading Company had a they had uh, the Cameroon um, Killer B. Killer B, and uh, a couple show, uh, a couple shops were doing pre-orders: B and B, Vince Hill, and then uh, Scallywags out your way, Zach. Yep. And uh, it's two hundred thirty-five bucks for a box of twenty-four, or two hundred fifty bucks. Um, the shop I work at probably will not get it because. To get one box of Killer Bee Cameroon, we need to order 10 boxes of Coraline Black Label. So to get 15 boxes of the Cameroon, you have to order 40 boxes of uh, Black Label Coraline. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Games, man. So what do you guys carry any of their stuff right now? I'm, I'm sorry? Do you guys carry any of their stuff right now? Yeah, well, they're going to be at the Little Smoke. We carry... Um, That's what I thought. Yeah, we carry all their... Every facing they have. Um, we do well I with mean, the so, with the limiteds, but... Right. So you, but I mean, so you, if you carry all their core line, you'd just be restocking it. It's not like you'd be... Uh, bringing in like 15 new facings, so that's like one benefit. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's not – we don't move a lot of it is the problem. So, mm. uh, it's hard. It's hard with boutiques, man. You know, like uh, you got to hand sell it all. Nobody's coming in to ask for it. So it's like you got your regular guys that, you know, they're in the know. Yeah. They'll smoke, you know, the guys Roma, Black Label, Caldwell, et cetera. But, you know – if you get a new dude in the shop or some of those, you know, some older smokers, they end up uh, uh, just buying them. I mean, you know, they're there for their Fuentes or Macanudos or whatever. So it's tough. Yeah, I'm uh, – yeah, because I think last year they had the – for the PCA only, they had the last rights box press, which I thought was pretty good. I actually got a five-pack from Small Batch. The Viatico? Um, 
Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, Did you guys, were you guys able to order the Lanceros that came out this year? Yeah, I think we still have a few left. Uh, we don't do so they well with Lanceros. they didn't make you order like a specific number of boxes to bring that in. No, we just had, we, we only got two boxes. That's all we were allocated was two boxes. But mm -hmm. um, about the basic one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Lancero that was released about two, maybe six weeks before the Toro and Robusto were, were released. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite plans from him. Yeah, for me it goes uh, – uh, Bishop's Blend and then uh, Santa Morte. I think that's. I actually uh, do really like. I actually really do like their Killer B. I was gonna say that's that's where I go. I go. Oh yeah. Bishop's Blend. Like I'd smoke the shit out of that if that was available year round. But like I, the one I always do grab because it is like a short little powerhouse smoke. Is uh, any of the the Killer B series like either it's the Green Hornet or the. Uh, yeah, you said it was called the Yellow Jacket, but Yellow Jacket, that's but uh, Perdomo had the name rights for that, so they had to change oh, it. To, yeah, Killer B Connecticut, huh? They don't call it that anymore. I didn't. I didn't no. even hear that. Uh, Killer B Connecticut, it's called. Uh, and I I did buy a box of Killer B's uh, Green Hornets from you. Oh my lord! I thought you said you couldn't make it, bro. It's like WWE. Put them in the, the room. You don't get to just pop in. Unbelievable. I don't care whose show it is. It's our show now. Yeah, hey, now we're now. talking about bears. I, I thought it was a great idea that you guys were into the show, Tyler, because I didn't have time. I just got a text message. Oh, we're doing the show right now if you want to jump on. <laughs> I'm saying if you want to pop on for a minute. I'm not saying. Polar bears are vicious creatures, man. Nothing else they can are, survive they out eat there. Seals. They eat seals. That's what they hunt. Blubbery little things that flop around oh, on land. Easy to kill. Yeah. Dom, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you hopped on. I was doing pretty horrible as the host, man. That's why you're what, the host. What song? What song did you use? I didn't use one. <laughs> you can't start the podcast without a song. You want to know what song it was, Dom? It was our voices in unison together talking about tobacco. After last, week's, after last week's podcast, I tried to listen to MIA. On shuffle, all oh, her songs wow. suck. They all oh, suck. How wow. dare you? They're so bad. They're, they're bad. I don't. Yeah, I'm with Dom on this one. Uh, I'd rather listen to Riff Raff on shuffle. Ooh, bold hey, place. I, I love that uh, cowboy hat you had on yesterday. Yeah, Mister, making Yo, fun of my hairline. I can't change that, man. That's how I'm born. You, you, call, me, you call me ugly. I can't change my face. Well, you, you can get yourself a haircut, man. You're just like, I'm not going to cut my hair until the trade show I'm in not. 2021. I, I might trim this up, though. What if Don't they never it. have a trade show again? Well, I'm never yeah, cutting my hair. It's going to look like ZZ Top minus the beard. Pirate. I'm going to get uh, a tattoo like Michael, and I can't grow any facial hair. But My friends keep trying you to get my little Viking beards or Viking beads to put in my beard. I just have like broken bracelets that I use mm. that go into my beard. Like when Matt's bracelet breaks from one of my like nephews or nieces breaking it, then I just take like the little metal part and boom, goes in the beard. 
Nice. Hey, Dom, when are you smoking? Oh, wait, you can't. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Dom's like, I'm really glad I'm here now. Fuck y'all. Rich I one. You, I told on. you yesterday I'm probably not going to have a cigar for like two weeks, right? Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? I might be able to smoke Sunday. Was that July 5th? If any place is open. Why can't you smoke in the classroom? You know what? I thought this was America. I don't know. Just pop <laughs> That's wrong. Let me, I don't want to be let right. Me smoke a cigar while I was working out this morning. The first <laughs> that, time I ever worked, that the is first time I worked out in five years. And all I wanted was a cigar while I was doing it. They just That's don't want to see you win. Because I can smoke while I'm working out. All right. Enough about you, fucks. I want to know more about Zach. More about me? Yeah. You used to be a chef. I did. For 10 years, I was a chef. And then uh, I decided that uh, 90-hour work weeks probably weren't going to uh, lead to everlasting life. And Hardy's so, didn't pay that well either, right? No, it sure didn't. <laughs> Actually, you know, the funny thing is, Hardy's probably would have paid better than the mom-and-pop restaurant that I was working at because, you know, Hardy's has tons of money, whereas mom-and-pops are making, like, 10% best, you know? So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I got, uh, I got the opportunity to work with these guys at the trade show last year in their booth and hang out with, uh, Robert and, you know, all them. And, uh, I kind of was a broker for them for like, I don't know, two months. And then I got lucky and, uh, they gave me the opportunity to go in house and the rest is history, question mark. But, and then coronavirus <laughs> happened. And unfortunately, Twenty twenty is a jam. Right. So, Although you know you, more people are smoking. Yeah. Who did you have in your uh um uh who'd you represent when you were a broker? When I was a broker it was just uh, Caldwell and uh Royal Agio, the guys that did uh, Balmoral and yeah. the San Pedro stuff. Did I tell you I bought a box of the duetto? Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gotta yeah, have try you, that. Have you smoked any of them? No. Um, I, you I gave... remember the one. Yeah, yeah, the one I gave you. You said like wouldn't stay lit and stuff. So I was really sad because I think that cigar is a really great cigar, and I was sad to see those guys lose their U.S. distribution. Yeah, I like yeah, the maybe. the Connecticut is a good one. The uh, Balmoral uh, Connecticut. Yeah. The, the San Pedro, that's right up Dom's alley. The rooster logo? Ha, yep, has a rooster yeah. and it's six bucks. So California would be only $28. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Yay. Hey, what's everyone's favorite animated or cartoon? Well, that's the same thing. Animated or uh, fictional bear? Back to the bears. So you got Pooh uh, Bear. Yogi Bear. You got Yogi. You got Baloo. What's the one that was in that uh, that show where it was all the animals and they had like biplanes and they were pirates versus Tailspin? Oh, res Rescue Rangers? No, no, Tailspin. 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 Bear and Tailspin. I like him. Oh, right, because the chipmunks were the Rescue Rangers and they were in that show, Tailspin, though. Oh, my Lord. Aren't the Rescue Rangers Chippendale? Yes, but they okay. were in Tailspin. Gotcha. Tailspin was dope. It was like the A team. Everyone got shot down, but nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, what about that little bear from that new Netflix like Japanese one? What? Where it's all like it's like literally a heavy metal bear. 
I don't know what uh, you're talking about. I have no clue. Does anyone else it's think it's weird, weird that Winnie the Pooh doesn't wear pants? He just wears a shirt. It's a freaking toy for kids. It's, it's a still stuffed good. bear. When it's got no pants, it's a toy for other things. Dumb. <laughs> I... I have a I have a story for that. Um, Tyler, remind me Weasel Fest. I'll tell you in person. Oh no! Oh, no. oh that's lame. Yeah. That's oh, we gotta lame. get our hotel down. I'm dude. I've got, I'm gonna wait till I find out about the school year because if it's online again, at least for the first month, then I can be up, be down in uh, Austin probably starting Thursday or Friday. We need to get a group of guys together and get a a one bedroom, one bed. What? I Why mean. <laughs> I no, this hey. on big spoon. Oh boy. Um no, I realize that's probably I'm the ladle, man. I get to be the biggest spoon. The same day as my fantasy football draft if the NFL season is happening. I was like, NFL's done. You're not getting the fantasy. The fantasy is, uh, is the draft. How do you already have the fucking draft day set? It's the oh, same day same, every year. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Cam Newton to the Patriots, man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys watch so the now league? they can now they can be a shitty team. Yeah, the league is awesome. The league I just, is great. I always remember, like, whenever they talk, like, somebody says, fancy draft, I just think about this taco going, Cam, Newtown. <laughs> <laughs> Are them automatically, like, you can't draft superheroes. That's not how it works. And he's like, why? Yeah, what was his thing? Uh, the EBB&B? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For Eskimo Brothers? Yep. Yeah. There's a, uh, I use Yobagoya still. My yeah, face. Got to take a spicy dump. Media. That's awesome. Um, the face. Shiva. The Shiva. When is uh, so? When is we? Such a good show. It was way better so at is, the beginning, though. When is Weasel Fest? Oh, listen to our last pod, and we talk about it for the whole hour. Yikes. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't talk about it now. <laughs> no, it's the uh, Labor Day weekend, September. You coming down? Where people go? Oh, no, I was. Eager. For pets. I was thinking about it just because, you know, smoking. Smoking and mm, Scarface see. and barbecue and stickers Fanny. and fanny packs. And so, hey, if I buy the cheaper ticket, do I still get the option to buy that little Perfecto box that you got? Yes. That's okay. what we did, right, Tyler? Yeah, that's what we, we did. We did the basic, not the VIP. Me, A, I can't eat a lot. B, I can't drink, or I don't drink. So Dom can get my drink tickets, maybe. Perfect. May, what does maybe mean? I might give them to Zach. Who? I'm going to be there. So are, you, are you going, going with Michael? Him? Yeah, are I you? think me and Drew are going. Oh, dude, can we stay in a room together? I know Ben's going. Ben who? Oh, yeah. Sisters in Smoke, right. Ben. Yeah. Can I tell Jeremy that it's a sales trip? Yes. Yeah, who's your rep in Austin or Texas? You guys have a rep? Tell them uh, that you're yeah, working on a collaboration with Roma. <laughs> They'll love that. So, Zach, how long have you been smoking cigars for? Uh, These are the questions probably. you're asking? Yeah, this is getting well, basic. Know, like, yeah, it's kind of basic, but that's okay. Probably, probably like really, 12 years. Really like a Karen. No, but because I, uh, I think the cool thing is he's he used to be a chef. He can cook, so he's got a good palate. That's what I'm leading up to. These are the line, but if you just want to ruin everything for me, Dom, go ahead. I want to speak to your supervisor. Because <laughs> my hair? I don't know. No, uh, I've been smoking for probably like consistently for like 12 years, but 
I stole my first cigar out of my dad's humidor. It was a uh, Fuente short story. So there were definitely much worse things that I could have smoked. Yeah, that's a good time. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, probably about 12 years now that I've been smoking. So it's a good release, especially, you know, like I said, I was working a lot of hours. So, like, the best part for me is, you know, we can hang out, you know, on the small batch Zoom and talk trash and talk about which bear would win in a fight and smoke cigars. And, I mean, Grizzlies. zero stress. Grizzlies, yeah. for sure. Thing. Michael, how did you get um, started at Small Batch, Maximar, all that jazz? Um, that actually goes back to like when I started. Like my, I started smoking with my my uncle when I was fourteen, and he was one of like the the original smokers here. So he would buy my cigars for me because I had a job when I was in high school. And I didn't know that the shop was literally like five minutes from my house. So I'd drive like an hour to see him, which I didn't mind because I'd hang out with him and all of his friends. I'm like, I like this lifestyle of motorcycles and bourbon, cigars. It all made sense. And uh, when I turned 18, he was like, you're retarded. Like, just go down the street. Like, you don't have to keep doing this. And I'm like, I didn't know. I was thinking it was somewhere by him. Turns out it was right next door so i would i would pop in here when i was going to school and smoke cigar and then when i went into the beer industry i would always like do like this as my office and then uh when i left the beer industry like i worked five years straight of like fucking just grinding and i was like i'm gonna take some time off to go like do what i want to do so i went down to costa rica and then went to spain and then, then that in between when I was home, Pop's like, you work here when you come back. I'm like, I'm going to be gone for a month, man. He's like, yeah, that's fine. But when you come back, you're going to work here. Because I'd, I'd, I'd help, like, unload boxes because one of the guys who's, who's an old school guy from working in the lounge, he was also one of the guys that rode with uh, <laughs> Michael, you're gonna have to say that again. He's one of the old school guys that did what? That that worked in the lounge. Like he's one of the guys who works with me now in the lounge. Mark, who's like another like uncle for me. And so I come in to hang out with him, and then orders would come in. The boxes would be outside. He'd go out and start unpacking. So I'd help him out just to speed up the process so we can get back to smoking. So they took advantage of me for like a good like two years when I was hanging out because I would just like OCD like go out start helping we talk while we're unloading it's like what I was doing when I was there yeah exactly that and then at the end of it they're like we should probably put him on the payroll before they he comes after us or something I don't know so that's that's how I got started like when I was leaving after I was done with beer they're like you work here now I'm like what okay that's fine all right before I dip and get some more work done. Uh, what's the deal with you in Indiana doing the Zooms? What are you oh, testing out? What can we know? Projects, man. It, we did them on the small batch open lounge. Oh, like, and that was in the morning. Yeah, Dave said something about that. I was busy. Yeah, like we had TLE popped in. Dave popped in. Vlad was, was in there one day. Uh, it's funny because we always had like one or two people that would come in after the first two days but we're just i mean it's it's 
because of everything with COVID, we we had told her when she had come out that we really liked what she was doing. And we wanted to pursue a small batch exclusive on like a spinoff size, which is the Corona Gorda and the, the Psycho 7 Nicaragua, which is a killer cigar that you all know. So she had these samples and then she's just been chain smoking them and posting pictures. And we're like, how do we get these cigars? She's like, well, when we figure out like how to get them to you, we'll get it to you. So she finally got the, the samples out and then she sent some other ones that she had worked on that we might run with also. So we're gonna we're gonna pick out the psycho blend one and go with out of the two whichever we think that you'll all enjoy the best. And then there's uh, another four blends: the the Puro, Origin, Reborn, and Bloom to work with for future projects. So that's that's what everyone's been seeing, like the daily smoking, which has been a lot of fun because it's it's something I haven't done before, sitting with the person that blended the cigars and hadn't smoked in a couple of months and now wants to smoke and and said yes when I asked to, to do it over Zoom so we could break it down together. So we've been going back and forth, smoking the blend, smoking a couple of the sticks, not just one, to see what we're getting out of it and if we're getting the same kind of experience so that's that's the story with that so far and there's some fun things that will probably come from it cool so did you guys get the same stuff out of it yeah that was the the neat thing sitting sitting here and her in nicaragua in the factory the cigar she stands and the cigar she has on hand when i pull one I think we had one that was a little bit different, but then when we pulled the second one to smoke because we both weren't happy with that one, that one was on again. So we're we're excited. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be pretty rad. Yeah. So Drew's Drew's going to smoke it tomorrow. I think we're going to smoke it again uh, for the the psycho blend and. We'll decide on that, and the other ones we'll, we'll make the move on, I'm sure, at some point. But it's fun, man. Like, she's she's killing it with what she's doing, so I'm, I'm super excited. Sick. All right, guys, I'm going to bow out. Tyler, you're back to uh, the responsibility of running this show. Um, don't Great. make it three hours. I'm not going to end a three-hour podcast. No. I got my humidor coming early tomorrow morning, so I got to beat in bed early. Don't be hasty, young hobbit. Let us let us have it. <laughs> oh, he's drinking out the bottle. Nice. All right, Dom. Vamos. Hasta luego. Vamos? Yeah, get the fuck out. Oh, my goodness. See you later, Dom. Bye, Dom. Bye, guys. All right, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. bears are the superior species of the bears. So, Mikey, in terms of this Indiana thing, so, like, for me, she kind of came out of nowhere and, like, started gaining a lot of, like, I'd, I'd heard their, her name before, but, like, now I see her, like, all over social media and stuff like that. Like, did she just, like, like how come she's, like, all over the place now, I guess? You know what I mean? Like, 
was she just a blender before and kind of flying under the radar or um i mean she's from what i understand like she's been i mean her family you know her family okay. right mm-hmm. yeah Omar. yeah so she's she's got the whole family lineage behind her and she's worked really close with it sounds like her father and and getting a real feel for tobacco so then i'm not really sure how how her and mike Giannini came together but that's that was kind of like the the break point for her was them meeting up and then they asked her to work on a, a psycho nicaragua and she, she put out a killer plan and she was one of like the the few people i mean there's a lot of people in this industry and i mean we've all we've all sat and talked with everybody and not everybody is is always able to kind of get across who they are and i think she was just like born for that like she's easy to talk to she's very good at being able to cross over from her background to to us and even switching languages and still getting across the story and everything she's been going on with so that's why i think she's resonating with a lot of people right now aside from doing yes a killer cigar right she's very easy to sit down and talk with or listen to and she's got a very connected and, and easy story to follow where a lot of people it seems like jump back and forth and you're like what are we talking about yeah, I was able to visit um, uh, her factory in uh, Condega when I was down there, and um, she—it uh, wasn't like she was just given that job either. She had to she had to earn it, like um, kind of like uh, uh, Nick Perdomo Jr., you know, or uh, the yeah. third Nick, Nicholas Perdomo the uh, third. He wasn't just given that position. He's got he had to work do everything she had to learn how to roll for months you know it wasn't just like an overnight thing so she got the respect to everybody in the factory and then when i was there like she runs that factory you know yeah exactly it wasn't like like you're saying like any type of nepotism where it's just oh you're you're my offspring you're in tobacco i'm gonna give you the keys it's like she she now knows she's still learning too the cool thing like she's She's like, I know all these things. I've had time to get into them, but like when she, which I love that she does, like all the posting on on something that she finds interesting. So like turning the the pylons over and stacking them and all that. That was a new experience for her. And then like when we've been smoking, she's talking about, oh, I'm gonna be working on this next week, which is gonna be like my first experience with this. So she's still expanding her knowledge as she's going. Like she's not just settling in and being like, all right, well, I know some of it and I'm, now I'm here and, and I blended a cigar and everyone likes it and I'm working on other things. She's still wanting to expand into every facet of, of what goes on behind the scenes. Right. Yeah, I like it because she kind of gives off like uh, the same vibe that I get from like Nick Malilo, where she's just like a generally happy person. She knows a lot, but she's always kind of in that mindset of like continued learning and stuff like that. So it's not like just like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this because, you know, my father is so and so and my uncle is this guy, you know, so it's like, I appreciate that. And I feel feel like, uh, you know, people like that make good cigars. No, it's great for the industry to have somebody. I mean, there's multiple people like we're talking about, but, but when you have somebody behind 
these cigars that we all enjoy that actually has a genuine passion for it the same way we have the passion of like smoking it and trying mm-hmm. to get that same level of knowledge but it's not as easy it's it's the best thing ever especially when you can now sit with them because of the whole coronavirus thing we have the opportunity to be like, hey you want to hop on zoom and they're more than happy to to give the time that they have and, and talk tobacco and you're like this is awesome this is what makes the industry stronger right so yeah, uh, i mean i know for me i hope oh sorry go ahead tyler no uh, i was going to change the subject so if you were going to oh anything else to i was add. just going to say i know for me i hope the zoom thing sticks around because like it gives you like say you're at a smaller shop and you can't do a ten thousand dollar order to have a primary out to your shop you could still do a zoom thing you know so the guys could be running a deal at the shop and the rep and the the primary could hop on zoom and then like you know it's nice because you get a lot more time to connect with each customer as opposed to like telling somebody the deal 200 yeah. times in a night you know what i mean like yeah that's, so it's that's kind of one like, of the things yeah that we've talked about like in the small batch too that we're like mm-hmm. it's so hard to actually have an event is it fun yes but does anybody actually outside of maybe three people get a heavy connection with that primary Probably not because the whole thing is based around selling where most of these are just informational, whether it be about tobacco or the person themselves, which I think is huge. So I think, I think that it'll be part of our industry going forward. Plus I don't think that coronavirus is ever going away. From, uh, <laughs> Fair. It's not step. a real thing. Um, secondly, <laughs> uh, Zoom etiquette. I got busted out by uh, the co-host of this podcast, Dom. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, Cipperoni. Uh, <laughs> he told me I was on my phone too much while somebody was talking. I'm like, dude, I can multi-fucking task. I can listen to somebody talk and check my phone. Not only that, this guy was saying some really interesting things. So I was looking up and reading more about it. Do you think that's rude if, if somebody's talking that I just kind of glance at my phone for a few minutes? What do you think? I mean, for for me, like what, like when Dave and I are hosting these these weekend things, and I've heard a lot of people talk about the etiquette, this that, and I I agree partly with it, but I think it's hard to also you can't tell people how how to be part of something. You know what I mean? You can't turn everything off, you know, because I was on yeah, that I, mean, I was I, on that Zoom call for three and a half hours. Yeah, and especially like ours go, I mean, from anywhere of like a normal like two hours to something like with Ben this weekend from Dissident, where he's like, I'm gonna go into the after dark with you guys, and you're like, fuck yeah, you are. We're going. <laughs> and I mean, if and I'm I do it all from my phone where I know a lot of people do it from their laptop so they can see all the screens. Mm-hmm. So, like, I scroll through periodically to see what everyone's doing. But I don't take offense to if people are on their phone because I'm assuming that they're like me. Like, I'll answer messages as they come in because there's still things going on. And then come back to it. Now, if you're sitting there and, like, you're muted and you're, like, nodding your head and you're, you're watching like the music video and you're like, dude, Willennium was the shit album. I love it. 
it's like, yeah, that might be a thing, but but like just tending to things going on, I mean, it's it's still fine with me to see like if you're if you're looking at something or if you're like you said, we don't know what you're technically looking up on your phone. It could be like you're saying, like they say something. A lot of these guys, and they're talking about books that everyone's asking about. So then everyone's trying to look it up because once once we log out, that Zoom chat goes away. So if you don't have it, it's, it's understandable that you're looking up. Yeah, like things. George Brightman was talking about like Davidoff, and I don't know yeah. anything about Davidoff. So I was looking up just some stuff about it, you know. And Dom texts me, he's like, dude, you look like you look terrible when you're on your phone. I'm like, dude, I'm just checking some shit, you know. So um, I, I view it, I view it kind of like cigar etiquette, right? Like, there's always going to be those people that tell other people like you know don't smash your cigar out in the end in the ashtray they're the same people telling you that like you have to straight cut your cigar you can't punch it you can't be cut it you yeah. can't do whatever other cutter is out there those two are like, absolutely true though let well, your cigar go out and straight cut that fucker i'm i'm just saying like you know to each their own kind of in that kind of uh, you know situation and for me like that's the big thing on these zooms is it's kind of nice because there are some people that don't necessarily have a question but they enjoy listening you know like every, every zoom i've been on with robert for example like there's questions from you know who's the guy on the eastern standard to like tell us about the gardening you've been doing you know because he's been super into gardening and it's like but some people are sitting there and like whether they're writing it down or looking it up or, or you know whatever like Who's to tell them that that's bad etiquette? You know what I mean? Like let, like you experience it how you want to ex experience it, and it's just like an event, right? Where you experience the event how you want to experience it. Maybe you only want to buy a five pack, and then you just want to hang out and listen to, you know, Robert or whoever chat. Or maybe you're that guy who buys a box and doesn't want to talk to anybody, and it doesn't like, you know, to me. So to me, etiquette is kind of like a myth. And it could be kind of whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, you were on that Matt Booth one, and I think you were playing Call of Duty. So, well, first of that was that wasn't that was an impromptu thing. It was a, a small batch after dark, and I was playing video games, and I could, you know, I'm listening. I'm, you know, my biggest problem is I always feel like something funny pops in my head, and like I have to fucking say it. So I end up interrupting. I know, but it's like, all right, this isn't about me. I need to sit back and fucking listen. I don't know, and that's the thing too. If it's like a, if it's a Zoom where they have like a, uh, um, like a manufacturer or something on, right? It's not your Zoom, so you know, it's kind of like, you know, I I was on a Davidoff, the small batch Davidoff Zoom on that Sunday. And it was very like there nobody had cameras, nobody had microphones except for um, Dave and, and the gentleman from Davidoff, uh, Jeffrey, I think it was, somebody like that. Anyways, um, and it was kind of like so structured. Mm. And to me, I'm a bigger fan of Zooms that are like, you know, like Dave and Mike, when they run a Zoom normally, it's pretty structured in the sense that Dave will get the questions going if he has to, or I apologize for all the back. Um, Dave will get it going if he has to or Mike will get it going if he has to but it kind of just takes natural shape and yeah. sometimes we're asking about specific cigars sometimes we're asking about you know 
how did you like uh, the dude from uh, HBC? It was like, well, tell us about your story. You know, immigrating here from Cuba. You know, kind of. It was a cool story, and so it's like that's the direction it took, and so it's kind of like etiquette to me becomes let's just see where this naturally goes. Well, like you said earlier too, Zach, is is there is, I know a lot of times when I go on uh, Reinhardt's light em up lounge ones, mm-hmm. like I don't, I'm usually muted and just listening and, and, and getting, because it's not, it's not something I need to ask a lot of questions because there's a lot of guys asking the same questions I would ask. So usually I could just sit in and listen and then I'll, I'll throw them some questions if I have them. But, well, for me, too, like, I feel very comfortable on the small batch lounge with, you know, everybody we've kind of gotten to know um, over the course of this whole coronavirus thing. And it's very much like a lounge to me, where, like, the first time I go into a lounge, I'm pretty quiet, unless I'm there for work. And, of course, like, work is work. But, like, if I'm just hanging out at a lounge, sometimes I'm very quiet and I just listen. And I kind of learn the kind of rules you know as you go of that particular lounge because each each lounge is different and so it's the same with you know these like and and i've been in that light em up lounge a couple times too and i like don't know anybody there or i was in the cigar dojo one a little while ago and i didn't know anybody there and so i didn't really talk until robert made fun of me for my zoom freezing but um you know it was just kind of one of those things where it's just like it's kind of just go with the flow doesn't have to be etiquette it doesn't have to be oh you have to do this or else it's like if somebody's talking about something and and the thing that makes sense for tyler is to oh well let me look that up while he's talking about it because he can listen and look up the book or, or the specific tobacco or whatever it is yeah what's wrong with that i don't no, think that's, that's like, like a lot of a lot of those zooms that i'll do if i'm doing something like cooking like a lot of times because of the timing for Reinhardt's things, like I'm making either brunch or, or something. Mm-hmm. So I'll turn off the camera and I'll just listen while I'm cooking. And then like um, Roberts, I was I was sitting and I had the camera on and then he started talking to me and, and talking about small batch and, and the approach. So like things like that, when you get called out, you're like, oh, wait, no, yeah, I'm here. And then you have to unmute and do <laughs> the thing. Or like they did that when Indiana was on. And I was putting away inventory, but I had the, I, I thought I turned the camera off, but right now I was like, hey, we have actually a surprise for you. Small batch is here right now. And I was like, what? what? I'm like sitting on the floor putting away boxes. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm here. Hey, how's everyone doing? Yeah, um, I am. You guys put me on the spot here. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm excited. That's about it. Happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, those are always fun. It's like being called on in class when you're not paying attention, but you are paying attention. And you're like, wait, well, I didn't think we were going to go this route. Oh, I, I used to do that on purpose. Like, I'd start looking around and she'd be like, Tyler, what's that answer? I'm like, 12. She's like, oh, well, you look like you weren't paying attention. I'm like, well, I wanted you to fucking call me. I had my I hand see, up all class. I, I would do that too for fun. Just because, like, I was the, the problem child always. Because you play football in public school, they're like, you don't have to be a student. Education isn't important in public school. It's a joke. What we do need is you to form a field. So just fake it till you make it. And then they'd be like, Michael, what do you think? I'm like, oh, thank God it's history because this is my jam. 
it was math. They're like, two plus two. And I'm like, seven. No, oh. not seven. Shit. Uh, popcorn, popcorn, someone else. You can't do that. This motherfucker. Which motherfucker? Oh, my cat. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? Like you were looking really intently on. You looked like a grizzly bear. Like you were going to actually decapitate a moose because they have or a the polar bear. Where a polar bear just like tackles a seal because it's sad and doesn't have any power. <laughs> I like how the host has muted himself. It's okay. We'll talk about bears. <laughs> yeah, because amen. Reading about it, and it is true. You look at at a grizzly bear, and they are smaller, yes, but they have more muscles, different snouts. The game that they hunt is obviously more dangerous because they're dealing with moose, elk, other predators like wolves. Where polar bears are living like the lavish lifestyle. They might as well call them like the ivory tower bears because they're living in stuff hunting the soft seals. And then they're they're losing because they they don't have enough glaciers to float on. Like how weak are you? That's sad. <laughs> how weak let's, are you? <laughs> let's talk about Hannibal. How many seasons are there? There's three right now. And then they actually uh what was that? Like a five days ago we were talking with Jeremy yeah, we from talking about it a couple days ago, five days ago, yeah. And the the main character, I'm horrible with names, Zach knows his name. But he had hinted to a conversation that was had with Netflix to pick up the series, which I'm super stoked for because it's a very good revitalization of that whole story originally done by Anthony Hopkins. Right. And, and I like I very, like all the books that they wrote that uh, Thomas uh, Harris. Yeah, I think it's Thomas Harris. It's something like that. But anyways, I like the books. And I felt like with the series, it's a lot easier for them to delve more into the individual pieces. Because obviously, instead of it being, you know, four two-hour movies, now it's three seasons worth of hour-long episodes. Um, yeah. And, you know, I watched it all, you know, before. And I was re-watching it actually again. And, you know, the ending is left very open for interpretation. Like, it could be the end. It could not be the end. And so I'm glad that they did that because now, you know, if Netflix makes picks it, it up, they don't have to, like, figure out how the fuck are we going to do this and this. It's more like, all right, guys, here's what happened. And so, uh, you know, I really hope that uh, they do pick it up and do some more seasons. Yeah, I hope so, too. Like, like you said, I think one of the strongest things that any storyline does is not to do a movie as widespread and probably more profitable it is to do a movie, I guess. I'm not really sure on that. But as as somebody, it's kind of like cigars. Like you, you don't pick up a cigar and rush it. Like I feel like movies are always the rush version of anything that's been adapted from a book. Right. Yikes. Or it's like that guy with the horn who's being a dick. Yeah. Better crash next time. Then we can eat People it. are so angry they've been in their houses for too long. Yeah. But I, I think I think every I think it's a hard argument to 
to make if you're going to say that it's better as a movie than a series because a series allows so much more depth right. that you get out of anything that I don't really see anybody being like, yeah, it's better as a movie. Like, were the movies good? Yes. They were, they were good classic movies, but as a series, I've enjoyed it a shit ton more because they have had the, the ability to build out characters and get into storylines a little bit more. Or not a little bit, but a lot. Right. So right. Movies, you have to rush it off. What's your favorite Davidoff? Of all time or like regular production? Regular production and of all time. Ooh. Regular production is going to be the double R702. That cigar is fucking insane. I think they did probably the best. Like, I, I used to smoke the shit out of the NA number three, 702. And I still smoke the, like, the, for the regular core line, the NA number three is a fantastic cigar. But the 702 line is much more my flavor profile. So the double R is the one that showcases the best to me for the wrapper and then the overall blend put into it. Like it's just a chocolate bomb of like you smoke it and you're just happy. And for like things that I can't have, which hopefully anybody from Davidoff is listening, maybe Alicio. They're not. Miller. We'll send it to him. Is the fucking Wagner, which I smoked that cigar back to back when it first came out, the original one. Followed by the 25th anniversary. That was fucking phenomenal. I would say the late hour is my favorite regular production right now. Uh, definitely after that whole um, the small batch thing that they did on, on Zoom with, with those guys, I kind of had a new appreciation for it because, like, I didn't know that some of the filler tobacco was uh, aged in whiskey barrels, which I thought was really cool. Um, and then... Uh, of all time, I, I almost have to say, like, I really, it's a tie for me between, um, I think it was the 2016 art edition with the blue band. Oh, the Perfecto? The Perfecto, and yeah. then also the original Chef edition. That's, it's a hard question, because then you hear somebody say things like that, and you're like, ooh, that was good, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind well, of it's like, you know what? It comes to mind. Have you smoked the uh, Royal Release, the Blue Banded one, Mike? Yeah. What did you? What was your opinion on that? Uh, Royal Robusto at the get-go was, I thought, weak. Not not obviously in flavor or anything like that, but but just for what you got out of it, you're like, all right, cool. I'm paying ninety bucks, 80, around eighty bucks or more for a Robusto. The original was one of one of my favorite cigars that I would smoke on a regular basis because Pop always had so many on hand that it was it's kind of like any number twos. Any number twos are not gone for us. We still have them on hand, so I haven't wanted for them. I still have like Wagner's, and, but I have more Rover Bustos than anything. But like comparing those two against each other, I was like, ah, I would smoke three of the regular ones versus one of the new Royal Release. Mm -hmm. When you go to the Salomon, I think the Salomon was a fantastic cigar and well worth the price. 
because that that was above my expectation because I smoked the Robusto first, so I thought that the Salmon would be less impressive. But uh, Paul Patel, like we always do, at least once a year, we'll grab Oro Blancos and, and smoke them. And then it's like, what do you follow it up with? Right. It was no. This year we're gonna do the Royal Release Salamone, and it was the perfect for Blanco. And you're like, holy shit! Yeah, because you're like, how do you have something so unique, and then something that you can still be like, this is good. Right. Hey guys, I'm back. What's up? Yeah, we want to hold the mic around your mouth ever so sexually, but wanting. I'm just. I was waiting for you guys to. Uh, I was enjoying listening to your conversation. But are Crocs making a comeback? Maybe. They, I'm seeing Crocs everywhere out? now. I, I, I thought no. it was stupid, like uh, the shake weight, and everyone's just like, oh, it's dumb. But then everyone bought a shake weight. So is this like the same thing? Because now they have those those little, like, uh, not stickers, but little attachments you put on the top. It looks ridiculous. It looks like a kindergarten art project. Wait, what are we talking about? The shake weight or the Crocs? Yes, <laughs> Crocs. <laughs> you guys remember this cigar? I do. Harvey? I remember. Yeah, I remember buying that for my dad. Uh, from Foundry, it was like six bucks. That's why I bought it, and it was a. Uh, it's a larger ring gauge. Was it like fifty-eight? Yeah, I haven't had one in like four years. I had like five of them, I think. Guys, I get my humidor tomorrow. I'm fucking stoked. I get to get rid of all these fucking coolers and totes and humidors. I like my coolers. No, I don't. I can't find anything. I want to be able to look at it and take pictures. Mikey, is it bad if your cooler smells kind of like a cooler or should it smell like a humidor? Um, you should you should be using like a fresh cooler. I, I wiped mine down with water, and it still has, like, a plasticky smell to it. If it does, you could take all the – you could do a couple of things. One, you could use, like, you know, old box inserts or old boxes and set yeah. them in there to kind of give it some of that cedar. The other thing you can do is throw some newspaper in there, like take the cigars out and throw some newspaper in there, and that'll take away some of the smell. Yeah, that'll absorb it. Or you and can fart in it and close it. do that, put it in the sun. Put it in the sun for, like, a day to just – you know clean it out and then you can do the same thing put put like he said the the inserts are like some cedar in there and then leave it in the sun as well so it picks up more of that cedar kind of thing going on because i, I use little tailgate humidors or well uh cooler. oh i have a really bad it's like a a tote bag but you can uh what do you call it it's insulated, insulated tote bag, and I took it to a Raiders game, and the uh, the hot dog juices leaked all through it. Oh, and it just God. smells terrible. Put it in the yeah, carpet. I, I don't know why we still have it. It's in the closet somewhere. We'll throw it away. Yeah, you should purify it in the cleansing fires of a fire pit. <laughs> I don't care if it's bad for the environment. Burn it. Um, Dom, have you watched Hannibal? No. Okay. You should. Not not interested. I don't like anything spooky or too uh, 
What's the other word? Manly. No, no. <laughs> uh, when you're just on the edge of your seat and you're sweating. Suspense, A thriller. Suspense, suspense, suspenseful. Yeah, I don't like too suspenseful. Holy shit. I sit down. I want to enjoy something. If it's well done, yeah, fantastic. But you know, it can't be too much. I'm dude. I'm know. with these these middle schoolers. They're talking about these horror films. Dude, I What yeah, was they're it? talking about I don't know. like it chapter two. Dead suck. And we're over here with like original uh Halloween and shit. Way worse than any of those ever would be. I Has can't compare. I haven't seen any of them. Movie? That's my question. Has anyone seen something that you're actually like it was a scary movie, quote unquote, and then you were spooked out by it? Exorcist. Exorcist. Parts of the Caribbean when it came out. Sonic the Hedgehog, the original. Is this like Small Batch Lounge? Like, I can't obviously put him in the waiting room, but can we put him in the waiting room? Indiana (laughs) Jones, Temple of Doom, and Last Crusade. All of them, all of them were scary. Can we talk about Dom's childhood? Yeah, holy shit, man. What's going on with you? I feel like it was a very sheltered. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say sheltered. Sheltered from the horror films. Sure, fine. I, I don't care about that. Sheltered, Sheltered from, from swear words and music and aliens. Also, when I was you better, uh, you better cuss and stop that, Tyler. Tell us a little bit about it. what are you drinking? First of all, uh, this is blood rye with some bitters. Okay, That's I'm surprised you didn't. Uh, I can't even say it, dude. I had fifteen dollars off from Total Wine. Right. That's mm. cool. That's like no. It was good. <laughs> I told the lady, man, it feels like I'm drinking for free. And this other employee turned and looked because she didn't know what it was. Like, there's no alcohol in it. So you like are. free <laughs> alcohol? What are you doing, lady? Do yeah. you look at their humidor? No, I never go in there. Yeah. Buy some general product where they have like general and padrone. So you I bought some. Out of it. So you bought some tatuaje the other day. Okay. I. I'm on a I'm on a buy freeze, but I had bought my girlfriend pizza, and she Venmoed me back a little bit of money, and I was like, "Don't do that," but yeah, she did, and so I thought, you know what? I'll spend this on cigars because it's not my money. It's uh, it's now just in the air. How much was this Wait, fucking money. pizza you got, you? dude? We got a lot of we got ninety dollars worth of pizza for you and who else? My girlfriend. Wait, your girlfriend, does she smoke? Yes or no? No. She's she continued money to you, and you didn't use it for the both of y'all. Y'all, you were just like, fuck it, it's mine now. No, she no, real? no, no. Okay. She, I That's spent. What it I, like. No, no, no. Is she I real? brought the pizza. I said, don't worry. I got this money. Boom. First of all, one of the pizzas, a cheeseburger pizza. Interesting. The pickles no. were like a garnish. I didn't like the, the, the look of them. But they had mustard on it. Anyway, pizza number two, chicken, something or the other. It was the best, but I'm forgetting what it was, so it doesn't count. Pizza three, salmon and bacon. And almonds. I don't like anything about you right now. What on earth? (laughs) Who are you? I had to to try it. I feel like talking about this kind of food with Michael present is like an insult. Have you seen his food? It had bacon on it. We bacon had bacon. We had all the food groups. Bacon, fish, 
Chicken. Those aren't food groups, you dumb fuck. Food groups is like... <laughs> Dude, the, the food pyramid's a lie. Don't get me started. It's a lie. It was a I'm marketing scheme. I'm on this one. He was like, fish, cheese. I'm with him on, on where more he's meat. going. With, it makes more sense what he's saying than when they were like, eat a shit ton of bread, kids, because diabetes isn't a thing. Diabetes. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, six years ago when I liked the cigar, I want to I hey, choke that on. dude. Tyler, you're going before your time because I want to hear about the rest of the $90 worth of pizza. Yeah, so, so I bought it. And the deal was we were doing a science experiment Wait, uh, Don, this week. Wait, before we go forward, where did you get these pizzas from? Mission Pizza and Pub in Fremont. So Mission Pizza and Pub, I think you owe some money for advertising on um, the Star Noise <laughs> podcast. No, was, oh, I think nine included the tip, so it wasn't that expensive. Anyway, the, the point is, I said, I'm going to pay for the pizza. And she said, oh, I want to pay for the, or I want to get the boxes for the experiments. And the guy said, yeah, it's not free. It's 50 cents a box. And she was going to pay. I said, no, I'll pay for the full thing. She tried to pay me back for the boxes and obviously overpaid because she was paying for her portion. Thank you, girlfriend. Appreciate it. Um, she real. Yeah. She What's her name if she's real? Go now. Shoot. Deborah. Oh, okay. That so she's like 40 years old? No. Deborah's my mom, <laughs> by the way. So that, that was going to be a comment. Accurate. Um, Did she go by Deborah or Debbie or Deb? Uh, like she go goes with, with her friends and everyone. She went by her middle name, but... At a school, she goes by her first name. What's her middle name? K. Classic middle name. Tom Deborah and Deborah what? sitting in a room. That's where you I, went with this, Tyler? Sitting in a room? <laughs> Tyler, Classic anyway, anyway like the freaky so it's not, like, it's not like this money was to be split between us. She was trying to pay for her portion of the meal. And I'm not going to do that thing like, oh, no, you, I'm going to pay you back. Oh, you pay me back. <laughs> no. I said, I've got it. She paid me back. We're good. And I spent that money on three uh, MBSs and one Anarchy. You really splurged. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of a, a little bit more money in my Venmo account. It didn't come. I was looking good when you got the girlfriend's money. <laughs> Dude, oh, 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 shoot, podcast, listen up. Guys, when I did that, um, the the egg drinking video for Cigars Weekly. That was disturbing, still. <laughs> Tyler, your face is ridiculous right now. No, I when I took it out and I put it down and I was going to get ready for the film, I opened the, the cooler door and I heard something fall. There was like a crystal or a diamond that was somehow on my humidor and fell on the ground and so now i have this diet i'm gonna go get it checked out to see if it's real oh you're gonna use it for deborah May i don't know if she's, she probably doesn't listen maybe in the future but i think it fell out of this box i got from an antique cell or a garage cell that had a clock in it and maybe the diamond fell out i don't know if it's legit or not but it's costume jewelry it was Zach is in like fucking District Nine with the noises going on. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Okay, there's. I know it's like I told you. Or robots from space. I don't know what it is, but that one, that one was it. 
It was, uh, it's, it's like I'm, uh, you know, I told those guys this morning, dude, I grew up on the streets, questioning my love of malt liquor in 40s. I was just no, we're going to take over a park, man. It's going to be great. Amen, brother. I Dom, told a coworker check before you put it in a setting because if you give that to her and it's hot trash, well, okay, you might two things. Give it for them and be like, tape this to your wrist. <laughs> two things. First of all, uh, Zach, I told a coworker last night I'd cut my teeth on the streets, and she's like, "What does oh. it mean to cut your teeth?" And then I sent Crypto. her the dictionary definition. She said, "Someone who grew up on the streets would not have said that or known what that meant." Uh, anyway, and yeah, um, I'm going to definitely check it out to see if it's an actual diamond or not. Because my parents come from Clear Lake, which has Lakeport or Lake County diamonds, which look great, but they're low quality and they're everywhere. So they're not worth anything. I thought it was the thought that counted. Yeah. Don't buy sparkly shit. Just buy it's like No, okay, no. Compare this to a cigar. A cigar with an ugly band. I'm not into it. Like, I'll smoke it, obviously, if I like the flavors, but... that mean you want, want, like, the super obnoxious, expensive Gurkha? No, I want the whole package, though. Who are you fighting with? What is this? No, my housemates are just whispering boys to me. Yo, housemates, shut the fuck up. We're doing shit. Important shit. I'm not going to tell them that, but... You tell them. You fucking tell them. And then you show them my face and be like, Cal Drogo Mike the pirate says they'll kill you. And I'll stab the wall. I don't, I don't know if we should... Um, that's Deborah's Tupperware. Just heads up. The one that disappeared. Stab the wall. I don't, one. I don't know where that, those things went to that. He said housemates, but I think house rats. These are the guys. Yeah, I mean, if they give them more time, we can just, you know, tell them to come out to, to Arizona or California, and we'll talk. We'll 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 deal with them. Yeah. Who are we dealing with? Nothing. Housemates that are interrupting you. Oh yeah. no. People have no respect for what you do. I don't do anything. Oh, oh. My my cigar uh, part time job gig is now uh, bankrupted, so I'm not doing that anymore. Wait, what? The cigar guys, the company that um, they send me out to like weddings, business parties, and whatnot, they went bankrupt. So, oh dear, yeah. just do it yourself without you know. The, fuck up. So, the legal wor- paperwork to do that is ridiculous. Really? Yeah, because it still you has don't to be have cleared. Like, a drop that you're close with that you can just borrow their license. Well, see, what they were doing is they had they got their own cigars from Nicaragua, and so they were just like bundle sticks. No, they're doing it wrong to begin with. If but price wise, if I'm buying from a store and I have to make it cost effective for uh, the person paying for it and still get some my, some money myself, I would it's have to be, to I would have to be putting on a show and like really talking about the tobacco. What about uh, what about like uh, going through a wholesaler? A lot of my shops in Minnesota don't have licenses, and so they get all their product from uh, a couple of the wholesalers out there. So yeah, you're not paying like work. the price that you're getting from the manufacturer, but these wholesalers aren't like P and K, so it's it's like really like a ten percent over cost. Yeah. 
that could work. If you find the right shop, you could do that. I mean, we'll. I mean, people will come in and they'll be like, I want forum because it's not like a cigar smoking event. It's more of like a, a thing to have there. It's not really hard to do. You don't have to go get your unbanded. What I can only assume is floor scrapings from Nicaragua. Gross. Well, I know what um, I ran into Eric from Napa Cigar Lounge mm-hmm. at a winery where my parents live. And he was doing the same thing that I do, but obviously he has a lounge, so he had his own boxes. It wasn't like cheap bundle sticks. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you get more out of it if you actually have access to real tobacco because you have the guys who do want nicer things, who have like a cigar smoking culture of their family, and then you have the ones that just want a cigar bar. And that's where you have like your entry-level cigars that – aren't super expensive but they're still cigars like quorums are they cheap and do we smoke them no but are they better than most like one dollar sticks if that's a real thing yeah i don't know it's kind of like our theory on the blind man's bluff you know tobacco that tastes like tobacco it's not anything like you know all of our other production stuff like uses specialty tobaccos Whereas the Blind Man's Bluff just kind of, you know, rolled in Davidoff factories and it's good. Yeah, but it's like it's eight bucks. Watch yeah. that, Tyler. You want to cut your teeth on eight something? Dollars. That's where you do it. Francisco, what up? Hey, Looking good, good, man. He said, Francisco, what's up? I dig the hair, man. What is wrong with his beard? Yeah. What's up? I dig the hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that was good. What did he say? What did Mikey say? (laughs) You didn't hear her? No. Francisco. I was asking why. Poncho. What I can only assume is pubes at this point. (laughs) Does he know the trade show got canceled? Yeah, he he didn't come with me last year, dude. I'm just fucking wondering. Chill out, okay? Dude, he thought I was so cool. He thought I was like super popular. It was great. That's because you, you have facial hair, man. He's like, yo, you have full face of hair. No, 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 because we, we had like two people come up and like, oh, your cigar analogies. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck I it. made the big time. Come on, mom. Uh, so some Boy, guy came up and he's like, oh, I'll take, uh, I got three of these. I looked at them and I thought they were the warped. Uh, unbanded ones. Uh, Rojo. Rojo? Yeah, uh, they were Trader Jacks. Son of a bitch. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, uh, I think they're two seventy-five a piece. <laughs> I'm like, all right, three at two seventy-five, eight fifty, or eight something. He's like, oh, and my military discount. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I got you, fam. All right, eight twenty. <laughs> I thought they were the warp ones. I was like, oh hey, we got warp twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen in there, but <laughs> go with the Trader Jack. Those are awful. You can't even get a draw out of those. Do, like we just we just stay away from all like the discount stuff. Like unless you're buying a box from the brick and mortar, then there's no like discount. Like we keep the prices low. Scotty's corner. No, we we actually have like Scotty's Corner in the shop, and it's just like a a sad mass grave of of tobacco that either didn't make it or was bought on the cheap. And we're like, well, we're not gonna fucking mark it up and be like, here, this is actually you know four dollars over what it costs. We're like, no, it, it 
goes here. Uh, what's a brand um, that you brought in that you were super stoked about and this that just didn't sell? Um, I haven't brought in anything personally that that didn't do well. Uh, I mean, this like to, to get in here. There is the process of uh, we all smoke it and then we see if it's something one that that we like. But beyond that, that is sellable. So like sometimes like things that we haven't picked up that we've tried, we're like, all right, well, it's not the right time. It's better to use the money in other brands. And then one day we'll get to them. Or we're, we're just like outright no. Is there a system for Scotty's Corner? Like after so many months of having something to no, stock... If it's months, like we'll give it a shot. We'll try moving in the humidor. We'll talk about it, especially. I, get, I mean, as cliche as it is, like we 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 do try to not have stuff that is shitty. And like, I won't recommend things. Like, if a guy tells me, like, yeah, I like this, and he's looking for uh, a true light cigar, I'm not going to be like, well, this one isn't working. So let me have you smoke this this Oscuro from whatever and be like, yeah, this, this is the one. And then I'm like, hopefully he never comes back to parade. But, but most of our business is based off what pop did, which is like when I, when I was in the beer industry, like I, I took this lounge and put it in the, the tasting room where I'm like, you know, everybody's name, you know what they like, you don't offer them stuff that is just, totally against what their palate dictates you can work them up to it but you can't just move something to move it and expect your business to do well like if you want to sell stuff yeah cool do it but if you fuck somebody over that person will remember that you fucked them over and they'll never come back and they'll tell their friends not to come back and that's that's just something you don't want in, in good business but I think that's I think <clears throat> that's a really interesting thing that you say because like for me the shop that I used to work at in Colorado would bring in really only the stuff that the owner liked and some of it I didn't like either didn't mean they were bad cigars it just meant that you know it wasn't my thing or whatever but I found if I was doing what I was supposed to and getting to know the guys that were regulars and genuinely caring about what I was selling people that were coming in, I could still push those products because I knew they were good products if I knew that person was going to enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever gotten somebody that's, that's ever come back to me and been like, oh man, that cigar you sold me was bad. And then to be fair too, I, I'm the guy like, I was at uh, Piro in, in Phoenix and when I was there, a couple of guys walked in the humidor and I was talking to like their, the, their beer guy. But uh, these guys walked in, they didn't really know what they wanted to smoke. And the beer guy was like, oh, well, this is a Caldwell rep. So why don't you talk to him? And I was like, he's like, okay, what do we want to smoke? And I was like, well, that's a big question. I'm like, you know, do you like light, medium, full? Like, what are you guys thinking? They're like, oh, we like medium, medium, full stuff. We smoke a lot of this, we smoke a lot of that. I'm like, okay. Um, I was like a really good one that kind of flies under the radar for us, but kind of in that medium, mild medium, not really medium full, but medium is the Midnight Express. 
And it's like my favorite cigar. It's the last cigar I ever bought with my dad while he was alive. So it's got like a special place in my heart. So I sell it all the time. So anyways, I sell them to two cigars. These guys bought, you know, each one of them bought one of each. They, you know, grabbed a beer from the bar and they went and sat outside to smoke. Well, I'm sitting there, I don't know, putting in an order or whatever. And about 45 minutes, an hour later, one of the guys, the main guy, he seemed like, came in and was like, hey, man, this is a really good cigar. It's an ass kicker. It's really strong, though. And uh, I don't think I've ever heard that about a Midnight Express. But at the same time, I was like, oh, man, like, can I get you something else? Like, if you don't, if, if it's not for you, I, ha I have 100 cigars in my bag. I'll dig through there right now and find something better. And so, you know, for me, it's like, it's less about the actual brands themselves and more about, like, who's selling them. You know, like, at Lake Country, you have Tyler, who knows a fair amount of tobacco, I would say, and I tell everybody, and, like, if you tell him what you're looking for, I would find it hard to believe that he couldn't find a cigar in that humidor that's going to fit what you want and that you're going to hate. Meanwhile, back on the street, sorry. So, I'm just saying, like, you know, cigar shops that do it right and know what they're doing and know what they're talking about and hire people that at least know the bare minimum about cigars, there shouldn't be brands that, like, you're super stoked on and don't sell at all. You know what I mean? That's that's my feeling yeah. on it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it's it's hard when if you bring in like a bunch of small brands, and it's like you almost feel like you got to rotate what your suggestion kind of you know. Um, Absolutely. You know, so there's some days where I'll focus on moving a certain brand, you know, or um, but that's a good thing about the shop I work at, we sell a, a lot of volume or we probably sell the most cigars in Wisconsin. So we can, I would agree with that. Yeah. So we can have the, we have a lot of the big brands and we got a lot of the smaller brands. I mean, a few brands that haven't really worked out for us was uh, McAuliffe. Um, JSK didn't really take on that. Well, um, HR, I brought in HR at TPE. Um, that one, hasn't really i like the the new stuff the legal it doesn't help that i haven't seen much of their stuff on social media too so i've seen spencer comment on a few of my posts but they've been pretty quiet and then have you um, done have you done like an hr pack like you've done with like those other packs you know on uh on the facebook group no not yet um because those and are see, good i think smokes. that's one thing for you like that you do really well is like you'll put this five pack or 10 pack and be like, Hey guys, come in and buy one of each of these, you know, and we'll give you 10% off or whatever your magic yeah. number is. doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. But like, you'll kind of like put it out there to guys that like, they might not have even known HR existed. You know what I mean? Like we know about these kinds of things. Cause we're in that like cigar nerd kind of category where we know a lot about cigars and we smoke a lot of different stuff. Except for Dom. But, like, Watch your mouth. Ouch. But I mean, like, you know, most guys that come in, they don't know about Caldwell. They don't know about HR. They don't know about Foundation. They know about Fuente and yeah, Monte Cristo right. and all well, that kind I'd of stuff. I'd say probably 80% of guys that go into a shop. Right, I agree. So it's just a matter of, like, you know, with some of the smaller stuff, I think shops need the bigger stuff to pay their bills, right? Because yeah. people are going to come in, they're going to play golf with their buddies. The only time they smoke is when they're playing golf. And all they know is Romeo y Julieta 
and uh, Monte Cristo, like Dominican stuff, not yeah. Cuban stuff, obviously. I try to get them on that Patina Churchill, man. I'm like, that's a perfect that's, cigar. That's, dude, that's a good one to get them on for sure. Absolutely. But, you know, not everybody is not, – not all those guys are going to be able to, like, take your suggestions like that, right? They'll still be pretty standoffish yeah. because all, all they know is, is the big boys. And so, like I said, I think the big difference is, you know, you use social media and you like, you take a brand and you're like, okay, this is the brand I'm going to sell right now. You know, we're going to really push it. And then you guys sell through it, you know, or if you get some like limited Roma stuff, you like post it and you're like, okay, guys only got 15 boxes and guys are like, oh shit, they only have 15 boxes. I better go get my box now. Um, you know, and so, and I think your shop is probably the only shop that I go to in Wisconsin and this isn't talking shit on anybody else, but your shop is really the only shop guys are going and buying boxes at. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, the other shop that I worked at, we sold boxes just on events. Very rarely mm-hmm. would somebody come in and, and pick up. Um, so it's like daily I'm, I'm selling, you know, handfuls of boxes. Someone's coming in and just grabbing, um, They'll be like, I just need a box. And then you show them. And then it's like, like you show them something and you're like, you kind of like, I show them like a charter oak. I'm like, yeah, it's, a, you know, 130 bucks, you know, 20. I'll take it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I should have sold them a box like for 150. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, you got to go bigger first. You can always go lower. Yeah. Not that the charter oak, I, I love that cigar. I think, I think I'd be hard pressed to find a better $6 cigar on the market. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You also have to you have to balance too. You can't just I mean you can go bigger off the bat, but depending on what that guy buys. Like one of the guys here, he comes in religiously every week and buys a box of Chateau Sungrown and double Chateau Sungrown. And then I gave him uh a charter oak. I was like this is on me. Like like you're buying boxes, man. Like try this, see what you think. And now he's starting to put that into his rotation. And then somebody like that, though, it's like that's that's the steps you take to build them up into getting to know these brands that we know a lot better that they don't trust because they don't know the names. So that whole thing is is taking the light steps to me to build them in. Like I don't somebody who comes in, I'm not going to be like, yo, Glass Czar is going to be where you want to cut your teeth on. <laughs> right. oh. Cut them teeth. I'm always like, Eastern Standard is is a go-to. And like, right. there's a guy who uh, comes in and he was like, I'm looking for, I mean, just describe basically the, the Eastern Standard profile. And I was like, you have these options, man. Like, I'm like, what, what kind of smoke time are you looking for? Is this going to be like golfing? You're smoking at home. Is it going to be friends? Like, what are you, what are you looking to do with it? He's like, no, I just want something I can enjoy. And I'm like, the showcase size for us is cream crush. Guy came back next week and now he's buying boxes every week. But started him off. Like, I wish everybody had what Caldwell had, which is the, the Manzanitas for the core line that you don't, you don't have to actually really sell that cigar. You're like, this is this is a cigar and the blend. You're going to get everything out of this. This is going to be the showcase size of what that cigar is. And then it's going to be, we'll talk about it when you come back. But like, try this cigar and then try the rest of them and you can get an idea of what what your pro, like I use, I use that exclusively for like gauging somebody's profile when they're new. I'm like, 
Eastern Standard, King is Dead, and Long Live the King. Take a picture of the band. Tell me what you did like, didn't like, next time you're in. And then we go from there. But I right. love that they have that to where you – I mean, it's the same reason that they, they have it in, in other brands. That it's not available for the shelf, but it's, it's a good way for a retailer to get an idea of what the cigar is and what it can do. Yeah, I remember like a year and a half ago, they sent manzanitas and everything yeah. to uh, the ruts. Uh, and it was great. Midnight Express, all of it. Right. And it was really great because you could walk into a shop with the manzanitas and you guys could literally taste every cigar in our entire portfolio because it's not like we're smoking 13 Toros. No. You know, and it's like if you smoked one and you were took a type of puffs and you were just like, oh, that's not really, you know, my kind of jam cool no big deal you throw it out no big deal it's not like you just threw away a toro and wasted you know an no, hour and a half of tobacco so it was like you know and, and that's definitely a good thing and i mean we used to do that in the restaurants with wine it's like have our servers carry around like what we called pocket wines and it was like lower priced wines on our wine list and it was like a red and a white and it was kind of like because for new guests for new people coming into your restaurant or coming into your cigar shop you have to build that level of trust in that relationship. And how do you do that? Well, you can't start them with a $500 Oro Blanco. Yeah. You have to start them on something like, okay, man, I think you're really going to like the Eastern Standard. Try it out in this Manzanita. It's five bucks, six bucks, whatever. You know, you can go home, you can smoke it for a half an hour. And if you love it, great. If you hate it, you're not out $500. You're out five bucks. Yeah. You guys so, don't make that anymore? What? The Manzanitos, you don't make them anymore? No, they do. You just make them in the, just in the core line. Okay. They well, make it for the long live Eastern Standard and King is Dead. When right. you get back, Zach, we'll have to, uh, you know, because we, we don't have a ton of Caldwell. Um, right. But we're, we're rearranging some shit. So, um, nice. I don't, know, I don't know a ton about Caldwell. It was a brand that wasn't really around much in Wisconsin except for one shop. So. It's a shop I don't go to very often, so I don't know a ton about it, but that's the brand I need to, to re, uh, revisit because that Savage was, was a really good smoke. It was like a classic, um, a classic Dominican cigar, you know? Right. My opinion. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have, sit down and all. Tyler, for you as a, as a retailer, like we, we kill it with that because once – I mean, you, you may not do a lot with them. It's not a big part of your – but you know the brands and you know – the profiles it's such an easy like tasting plate that you can put to somebody and you know exactly where to go with them when they come back either they're gonna love it or they're gonna be like it might be a little bit too strong and you can you can either go all in with what they're liking or you can change it up to nick stuff or black label stuff or you i mean there's so many options you can go from there that's why i love it and that's why I wish they like everybody had that kind of manzanita size that I think is important because nobody really wants to, there's always that hesitant person that comes in that wants to get into cigars more. But even, I mean, the, the price range doesn't matter. They're always just like, I don't want, like, what's the best value for me trying this? And I think that that is one of the like true best values. That's what I like about Roma Craft is they make all the small sizes and the whole line. 
The knuckle well, draggers. Like, I mean, see, that's that's another really great example, though, too, is like, you know, you're, you're obviously a seasoned cigar smoker. You've smoked a lot, but you like small sizes. Like, yeah. I know when I come in, if I have, if I don't, you know, if I have like a, a Corona or a Robusto, I'm giving you the Corona and Robusto. I'm not trying to give you Toros and Churchills and et cetera, et cetera. Because I don't like Lanceros either. <laughs> I know, but you're yeah. going to love this Roma Lancero I got you. So that is really yeah. good. Shout out to Fine Ash Cigars, Sam and Rosie. Yeah. Killing it with awesome, awesome Roma people. Draft. I got to hang out with them. Fantastic. And yeah, that's Rudy's what they said. That's too. actually funny enough. We were talking, we were, uh, we were talking about that because they said, oh, we got back from Nicaragua, and I think they said in March. And I was like, oh, shit, were you guys hanging out with Tyler? They're like, oh, yeah, 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 he was there too. It's cool. It's it's really crazy, though, you know, like how big the industry seems, but how really small and, like, tight-knit everybody is, right? Like, you know, what are the chances somebody from, you know, and I know you go to the show and stuff like that, but, like, what are the chances, like, in any other business – that somebody's like, oh, yeah, I know Tyler. He and I, you know, we're in Nicaragua together. Or he and I, you know, hung out at Circle Bar, whatever the case may be. And it's crazy because it's just like, I mean, that's Tyler one of the was, best parts. Tyler was the only person I met at the Romacraft party uh, two trades ago. Put your mic closer. Put your mic closer. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. I have a mic. Thank <laughs> too you. Close. Too close. <laughs> um, Tyler was the only person I met at the Romacraft party two years ago. Two trade shows ago. Yeah, and so three years ago. Yeah. And last trade show, uh, Mo Patina uh, had a little dinner for a few guys. And of the, was it, seven or eight guys there that he um, had out, Tyler was one of them. Like, whoa, I remember you, you, you fool. That was Most a good time. Good it was. It oh, was we all had chicken. Everyone got chicken. It yeah. was the best fried Ooh. chicken I've ever had in my life. It was uh, Mo, Robbie Raz from Cigar Dojo, Tyler from Smoke Ring, uh, uh, a guy who works in uh, Zach. He works in Detroit at Casa. He runs Casa. They want Detroit or Lansing. It's in Wisconsin. No, it's, it was um, in Michigan. I would know him if it was in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, it's no, in no, Ann Arbor, right? right? He runs. It's Calvin. Calvin, Calvin was yes, at the yes, dinner. Yes, Calvin's yes, yes. a good. He's a good dude too. Um, Ted. Oh yeah, Ted was there. With cigar noise. Yeah, and then like uh, at TPE, Mo took us out for which you should have fucking went to. Um, I got to hang out with Michael out there. I don't know if you remember me when I was at a uh, small batch in December. No, uh, September, October, October. But it was uh, Mo took us out to steak yeah, dinner. It was it was Never buds. Who was his shop is right down the street from fucking Maximar. It was yeah, Costa. He's, he's like five minutes down the street from us. Yeah, it was Costa um, from Smoke Maniunk. And it was uh, Abe Froman from uh, that shop. In Embargo. Phoenix. Embargo. And uh, it was Matt, the owner of Lake Country, me, and then uh, office lady who works. Mike Perales from Impact Force. So... But see, that's a great, that's like a great example right there, right? Like literally those, out of all those people you talked about, I knew half the people that went to that dinner, yeah, like well, more than yeah. half, you know? And it's like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. especially like, I, I mean, I just started in this industry a year ago and already like, 
there's all those people that you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's he doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had dinner with him the day before. I don't know, whatever. And so, but I mean, that's the best part, right? And this rela- this this whole industry, you know, relies on relationships. So it kind of keeps you honest and keeps you, like, yeah. it keeps me a lot from, like, you know, I try not to talk shit about anybody because it's, like, than anything that I wouldn't say to your face. It's going to get back to them. I guarantee you that. Right, right. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, especially for like like everybody who's kind of been listing off like name wise, those are all like major players. Like those are all somebody who's doing it right in the industry. I agree. And when you get into that realm of people, like you're gonna know all of them, like it or not. Well, TPE, you're you're most likely gonna like it. Like all all the cats in Arizona, Costa. Smokers Abbey, like there's so many good shops out there that I enjoy visiting when I do get time off and I, I'm like, fuck it, I'm out of here for a minute because California is just a, a fucking desolate wasteland for tobacco shops. Teenage wasteland. I'm coming out there again soon, Michael. Come on out, Come out of just out fucking out of town, bro. When yeah, are you co- going out, Tyler? You should let me know because I want to go and visit Mike and Jeremy before I head back uh, out to the Midwest. You got to take over a park, bro. You, yeah, you got to let me know, Mikey, when they open shit up, and then I'll come out. No, I wanna, not like, what, what do you want to do? You want to just hang out? I want to hang out at the shop and, and shoot the shit. I mean, you could do that basically any day of the week but Mondays. So the day I picked was the worst day. Got it. Yeah, yes. you literally came. You're like, Mike, you always had this look. And I'm like, because you were there. And you're like, hi, guys. And I'm like, the most busiest of days. You I know. My house. And you're like, let us speak. And I'm like, we'll get there. Maybe. But like, that's that's our busiest day. I trapped uh, Andrew in the corner for four hours. Yeah. That was fun. We talked a little bit. A yeah, little we bit, didn't. I didn't like, get to know you more until... Uh, uh, TPE and then till um, the small match shit. But uh, well, like you, Nate. You talked more via digital everything than, than when you were here, which is. But like Dom came and hung out. Dom and didn't do like, shit. You come, you come on the right days, you can hang out and like get the experience. Mondays we're in like full war mode. I almost drove back down on Tuesday, but my brother flew out, so. Yeah, like, who's, like, any other day, then it's, like, a normal workload where we get it done in the morning, and and then it's just handling shipments that come in, and then it's kind of, like, all right, we have time to, like, break it down, hang out with everybody, which which is fun. And there's so many, like, Timmy's clothes, Narong from General's clothes. Like you have everybody around, and this is uh, – kind of like the, the hangout shop and check out but still be in it but you're not getting asked questions yeah and then we were able to hang out at tp too we all went at, where were we at the palazzo yeah with nick and nate and then small batch team and then uh alex sessa yeah, that's his last we name to, right uh, we went to dinner and then we, we reached out to the homies that were nearby you were one of them and then we just kicked it at the get the name of that bar right there in the plot so yeah i think you guys smuggled in your own booze <laughs> we did i don't classy i'm like what the fuck these guys are motherfuckers dude i'm walking around with a bottle 24 7 attached to my hand it's like edward 40 hands but just you know bottles with of bourbon. bourbon 
That and is not you, economical if I'm buying. Like, I'll buy drinks, but you don't buy Fiji waters. And then you were, uh, you had like Amazon Marketplace deliver like <laughs> breakfast for you. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. And it's like You're, sometimes you want, you want to wake up and have brekkie. Brecky, no, 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 no. Brecky is not taking off. But you were, you were pretty no, serious. I don't there. think that's gonna take off either. I've never heard that before. I've heard Mikey been saying it, so I posted on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that. And Australian man, Brecky. people hated it. Fuck them. They don't hated care. it. They probably right. hate my beard too. I don't care. Yo, 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 yo! It's Tyler J, and I'd like to play. I don't know what that was. All right. What's, what was that spinning off of? I don't know. I'm just because I got a mic in my hand. I feel like, you know. You've had a mic. Be rabbit. I don't know what the light is coming from, but there's like a. Oh, there it is. That's what it is. He has a rave light with that and his phone. Every time he gets a text message, it just goes strobe mode. the party. Don't don't knock his style, man. Look at all those black label. I'm knocking it straight up. Dude, I'm like a kid on Christmas, man. I got my fucking humidor coming tomorrow. 5,000 count fucking cabinet. Fucking, I got to clean my room, my smoke room. Or did, you gonna get be... that, did you get that nice little bench you were looking at that we were all hating on because we thought you were talking about for the lounge, but then we're like, oh, it's for your home. The airport looking. Oh, no, I didn't get that. You guys talked me out of that motherfucker. No, I, I said fucking get it. That's for your house, man. Like, that's that's what you like and you're comfortable with. Fucking I like cigars. Airplanes and movies and uh, Travis Scott and Radiohead. Those are the five <laughs> things I like. That was the weirdest mashup at the end. Yeah. All right, guys. Dom. Yeah, what's up? Tell me a story about Saints and Sinners in your shirt. Oh, I got to pay for that yet. It ends soon, I think. Right? Yeah. Who, who needs a uh, Who needs a uh, referral? Let me know. I gave oh. mine to Richie, formerly known as the V Cut Everything. Zach's trying to get into Saints and Sinners, huh? Saints and Sinners? No, I'm not. I'm not part of that cool crowd. I got a referral. Two hundred bucks. We have our own crowd, Zach. What's that? We have our own. Crowd. We have our. Yeah. Is is we're, we're the crowd that uh, takes over parks. Yeah, park perverts. Is the Shadow Ooh. Army gonna do anything? Is that gonna be like the new? You can't ask questions like that. Man. Like yes, I want to know. I just really want to know, like, if it'll take out, off. Thighs out, beard, and pass out on a couch. Can you can you color in the rest of his face with the sharpie, so it doesn't mm-hmm. look like he has pubes on his face? Yeah. I'd have to take a razor off of that. Are you going to tattoo him? No. I, I don't know, man. It's I feel hot. like you should. You guys don't have air conditioning in there? Um, we, No, we don't have it on. Save money. We've got a fan and a cheap I haven't fox. opened it. Hey, hey. Do you know, Tyler, when I get an apartment, I'm going to let you know how much it costs. Yeah, you just need to move in with Deborah. We don't even Uh, wear shirts on fucking small batch Zoom. What are you doing? This is more professional than the small batch Zoom. I don't know if that's true. Oh, we talked about Zoom etiquette. We'll have to talk about that again. Yeah, Uh, apparently we'll have to talk about that again. Mr. Casting Shade. Hey. 
We're talking about the wedding because I think the wedding is important. I gotta pay off my car first. I need to find an apartment. Wedding first. Got a list. She's only met my parents once. I'm talking about Tyler and your sister. Oh, I'm (laughs) have a good Zoom. You. Oh, let me get out of here. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Shit, that's all we had to do to get rid of him, my friends. Wow. Um, Remember this when you pick out your best man. That got aggressive. I accomplished things. He's mad about the age gap. It's 10 years. That's not that much. You know. Fish posh. It's, he says he won't move in with Deborah until they're married. That's lame. I'm telling you, he had a weird childhood. <laughs> Like, some things need explanations, but we're not going to get it from him, which leaves us to speculate, which is never a good thing. He needs to send, first of all, we got to know that this person's real. So we need pictures, photographic evidence. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to go watch Hannibal and then think about my humidor that's coming tomorrow. Nice, dude. Congrats again on the humidor, Tyler. It's going to be pretty dope, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't wait. I want to be posting pictures all, all everywhere. And then I can't wait till you get back so we can get Caldwell smoke back. Smoke some Caldwell. And smoke yep. some Caldwell Amen. and get it back. And I think we, what do we have? We have uh, All Out Kings, Blind Man's Bluff, Maduro, and Habano. And then a mixed box of other stuff. But somebody came yeah, and asked me for a Yeah. So we'll have to get some more. Yeah, dude, and we'll, we'll work it out because, like, I think I think you guys could be a good potential account for Wisconsin where you guys, like, get not only, um, you know, like all the Caldwell and, and or La Barba stuff, but uh, we also bring in a lot of, like, fun lost and founds. Yeah. So, because I know Robert's got some fun stuff coming out in the next couple months that he's been talking about. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Mikey. Have a great night, guys. Stay cool, safe bro. out Thanks there. For having, thanks for having me, Tyler. Appreciate it. You've we'll been have listening to Cigar soon. Noise, boys. Hey, check out Cigar Noise Weekly. I've been posting yeah. segments there. And Zach, you'll have to hop on them when you get back to Milwaukee. All right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Beow.